What's up, my 9-11 deniers? What's up, my Notre Dame arsonist? Welcome to Times of Flat Circle. I look at how humans keep getting it wrong. I'm your host, Joseph, the youngest, and I'm here with uh, something that's obviously going to be a big part of this discussion, my brother, Adrian. I mean, we're, we're not twins, so I'm not sure how, how big a part of this discussion it'll be, but <laughs> we'll make do. We'll make do. Uh, go ahead and uh, toss it over to my man, Andre. Uh, I am excited to be here, y'all, and even more excited to send it over to the number one Jonas Brothers fan in America, Hondo. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your boy, Hondo. I am not a Jonas Brothers fan, but I'm ready to come in hot like the church, so let's get this thing going. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. First off, let's uh, just state for the record that we all know that Hondo is a huge Jonas Brothers fan. It's fine. You don't have to be ashamed of it. It's cool. I mean... Diabetes awareness is a big thing. And uh, aren't all those brothers diabetic? At least one of them. <laughs> I feel like I'm light complected enough that if I shaved, I could probably pass for one of them. I'll be I'm the one that the dad. one who married Sansa Stark. Oh, yeah. I like that. I like that post about him being much shorter than his wife. Hey, it works. It works, people. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. All right, all right. All our wives can be happy together, right, Adrian? Yes, yes, it works. Let's get into it. Well, today we're going to talk about something that is pretty prevalent, I think more so than we've realized about other archetypes, but archetype of the twin or just kind of in general the sibling, I think, sibling relationships in media, um, but twins specifically, twin identities, um, juxtaposed ideas of what it means to be um family or what it means to be right or wrong. Um, Got a lot of examples of this all throughout media that we have consumed. And I think it's going to be a fun discussion. Uh, Let's get into it. Uh, What are some just real off the top of your dome uh, things that you thought of at first in terms of examples of this archetype in media? Let's go to who has the, the most amount of brothers. I would say Andre, let's do that. Oh, nice. Uh, the most amount of brothers, but probably the least amount to say. The most amount of brothers was mostly brothers, like not necessarily twins. But I know, I guess we can get into a little bit like the Gemini, because obviously I am and Adrian was pretty close to that. Um, but I think that was that's always been kind of a huge thing for me is the duality of not just a person, but like a family brothers and he, and then twins on top of that. Cause you always hear the stories of like, you know, twins can like feel when something happens to another one, um, stuff like that. The one that actually does come to mind, uh, cause I was just watching this the other day was the, uh, Hellboy, the golden army. Great flick. Like that one a lot. Oh, uh, the, the elves, right? Like the, yeah, the elves, yeah. the brother and sister were twins. Um, and anytime like something happened to one, it happened to the other one as well. Yeah, so that kind of brings up, uh, I guess, something that's in fiction, but is pretty much non-debatable in terms of the relationship between uh, twins is really kind of supernatural. Uh, no twin that I've ever met that at least grew up with their their twin has ever said anything other than, yeah, it's it's kind of like an unspoken bond, even if they don't really like each other. Do you know twins that don't like each other? Yeah, I know a few. 
Are At him, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> Call him out now. <laughs> no, I think it, it definitely is. Uh, it's interesting uh, meeting twins that not so much that they don't get along, but they just don't hang out all the time. Like if I had someone that was just just like me, I don't know which side of that coin I'd fall on. Like would I just not ever want to be around them because I hate myself or need them around all the time so I could get into all kinds of just shenanigans. I don't know what that would look like. It's like, oh, uh oh, the old twin switcheroo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I had sex with the wrong one again. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's gross hearing those stories uh, from the perspective of who are the the Morris twins, the NBA players. (laughs) They talk about doing that to to their girlfriends in college. It's like, that's gross, man. It's not funny. Yeah, yeah, here we are laughing about it. (laughs) Uh, All right, well, good example, good example. Let's go around and get some more. Uh, Throw it at me, Adrian. Uh, So so I'll um, I'll echo um, Andre's sentiment in terms of like, I guess twins are kind of hard. I know there's some obvious ones, some biblical ones like uh, Cain and Abel, if we can verify that they're twins. Um, but and if we want to do talk about in more general brothers and I guess the dichotomy that um, the narrative of brothers lends itself to, um, I, I think an easy one that we can um, examine would be like Thor and Loki. And I think the uh, there's a, a pretty strong polar opposites for, for almost every part of their personality um, all the way to like uh, what they what you would consider their like superpowers being right. Like one's a magic user and one's a kind of like the brute force, like typical warrior. Um, even in just North Norse mythology, Norse mythology, I'm not even talking about like Marvel comics or the MCU. Uh, so, so I, I do think that when we talk about brothers uh, as an archetype, uh, a lot of what that tends to focus on is the dichotomy of um, good, evil, creator, destroyer, um, all those things. Uh, I guess the reason why it's an archetype is because all those things are, are, are something we can all relate to, um, regardless of whether we have a brother or not. That brings up a good point where you're talking about is the duality between the sibling relationship versus something like twins you get in fiction, uh, kind of collaborative or, um, Twins specifically need each other to do their thing in a lot of media or like superhero fiction. Like you get go get into the Wonder Twins, like they're pretty useless without each other. Um, even uh, what is it, Masimenos in the DC universe? They're completely <laughs> useless. That like they're just normal little Mexican kids without uh, each other uh, to play off their powers. So it's 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 uh, definitely a difference in the relationship between twins, kind of needing each other to get the best out of each other versus siblings who may be able to um do their own thing but might benefit from working as a team even if it's reluctantly all right hondo you're up buddy (laughs) (laughs) well mine are gonna be real left field well this one's not so much it's kind of uh, we had a precursor to it earlier um since andre was kind enough to bring it up i think uh, the idea of brothers being greater than the sum of their parts. Um, Jonas Brothers would be a real good example of that. Um, I think that. 
<laughs> I mean, they, they were really popular when they were just them by themselves and then or when they were a group. And from what I remember, they tried doing their own thing. And I don't after the conversations we were having earlier, I forgot they existed. Um, and then another dumb one that I was thinking of was uh, we always thought kind of what uh, Adrian was saying, where you think of like good and evil back and forth, like teacher mentor. Um, one random one that came in my head was what if you have uh, twins that are pretty much exactly the same person? Um, again, really out there in left field, but the Winklevoss twins from the Facebook movie and the Bitcoin investors, uh, everything that I see and hear from them, they're essentially a mirror image of each other in terms of lifestyle, how they view things and what they do. Um, and I've always found that kind of interesting because you people, from my understanding, kind of want to develop their own sense of individuality. And it's really rare that you see two people kind of embrace that concept of, no, we're just going to be the exact same thing and double down instead of trying to separate from who we actually are. Well, I also think that kind of builds on what is your identity as a person? I think um, in certain instances of my life or in certain uh, situations I've been in, my identity has kind of been driven by the relationship I have with my brother. So it's something that you need to either um, push away from yourself or, or just kind of embrace like is that is that part of your identity or do you need to make an identity outside of that relationship um, I don't know how successful you would be in either instance but that's definitely uh, something that I've encountered personally I think that shows up in a few different stories I mean that's that's kind of a weird one the Facebook movie but that is like there's there's obvious identifiers um, as to who you're talking about in in the movie. Like, oh, this one is more hot headed and he wants to beat the guy up, and this one's more political and he wants to take the politician's approach. Uh, but other than that, they they are the same person. So, yeah, and every time, well, I'm going to be so happy about this because I can work this in. But what was the name of the the anime you had me watch? Oh, uh, Good and Lagan. Yeah, so they weren't. They were brothers, well, bros, if you will. <laughs> um, and it, it, there was a set of twins, though the like angry twins that are yeah. in that. Yeah, I remember those two. They were like a one-two punch with everything that they did. Uh, and uh, if we're gonna, I guess, um, look at kind of twins being the same, I think a really good example of uh, that. In, in terms of story is a, uh, you guys might need to correct me. I might be getting my movies mixed up. It's either um, the illusionist or the prestige, which is one with Ed Norton. I think it's the prestige illusionist. Illusionist <laughs> is Ed Norton. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, where the, prestige, I, the prestige is Ed Norton. <laughs> Wait, no, the illusionist. <laughs> I, no I never saw, I didn't see prestige it. is Christian Bale. <laughs> And yeah, it's the prestige David because Bowie. you find out, spoiler alert, you find out at the end that he has a twin, right, is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wh whichever one that one is, I, I have no idea also, which. I've never seen that movie, but I know that. Yeah, I mean, that, that is, that's a prestige. Okay. That's Christian Bale. Ed Norton is not in that one, by the way. Okay, Christian Bale, my bad. I wish he was, though. <laughs> <laughs> but it's huge Jackman and uh, Christian Bale. Yeah, there we go. Huge Jackman. <laughs> Jack but yeah, uh, I think that movie is a really good, um, I guess, archetypical example because, like, the Winklevoss twins um, are—they're they're a real-life example of, of what that mentality looks like. I think when you take it and turn it up to eleven, um, uh, living 
two lives for a singular purpose. That, that's a pretty um, solid example in terms of what that looks like in the prestige. Well, and one that I thought of as soon as I stopped talking, of course, was uh, Fred and George Weasley. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a, a collaborative uh, sibling relationship as opposed to they don't have different identities. They have different personality traits, but their identity is as twins. It's it's not like a, you're not just one of them. Like when the one died, the other one was kind of just there. He didn't have any funny moments after that. It was, it was kind of sad because his, his identity was kind of gone. Like the fact that he was a twin and is no longer. Um, All right. I'll ask it. I, uh, y'all three picked that up real quick. Who, who are we talking about? It's Harry Potter, Hondo. Uh, I still have yet to see a Harry Potter movie. Sorry, people. That's actually kind of awesome. <laughs> Did you read the book? Nope. It's kind no. of principle at this point. <laughs> He's just a book snob. Yeah, he, he read all of them. He doesn't want to see a single movie. <laughs> I mean, I can see that. I can see that. That seems more uh, reasonable than just never having experienced either. Dude, I know someone who was reading them last year for the first time and like somehow avoided every spoiler. Wow. That's pretty impressive. So, uh, what about. I, Oh, Luke and Leia. Yeah, I completely blanked on that one. <clears throat> I think that's a good one because it does kind of get into the dichotomy of, of, or like the arch- archetypical dichotomy of siblings and slash twins, right? Like they're um, polar opposites in a lot of ways. Um, she was obviously like raised as uh, someone that should have power he was raised as basically a a farmer's kid um he's a warrior she's a politician i mean there's all kinds of polar opposites that are happening in that that arc that um make it powerful and kind of make you look at things a a certain way what's uh, what's interesting about that dichotomy though is you say she's the politician he's the warrior he's kind of the reluctant hero in the story and she is like the human rights activist that is already on a path of trying to get things changed about how the, the, the current state of affairs is. And he's just hanging around on a moisture farm doing nothing. Like if the, if the journey didn't come to him, he would have never have been a factor in something that was bigger than himself. He may have wanted to be, but if it wasn't just thrown into his lap, most likely he would have lived and died on that farm and never changed anything about the world. So is that something that is uh, not predetermined, but described by living apart or would it have been the same if they were living together? Like would one personality have overtaken the other? Would they both have just been doing whatever if they lived together or grew up together or would they both have forced each other into action about something. I, I think to me, asking those questions and, and it may sound a little rude, kind of gets, a goes over the, I guess the, the point in having that dichotomy be there. Because to me, I, I think siblings are, uh, at least from an archetypical standpoint, uh, something that a storyteller puts in place. So you can kind of see those polar opposites and the, the things that are tugging at you 
um, lived to their, their most extreme extent, right? Like, so like if you're, um, looking at something like, um, what's that movie warrior, um, like you kind of get to see like with someone that like basically, um, never, never makes a sacrifice, um, and always puts winning first versus like the, the one that kind of made, uh, the deal, um, to put his family first and sacrifice his dream. Like you, you see those, um, those two paths, like where they diverge and you kind of get to see those extremes. And I think for the storyteller, like it's a, it's a way to, uh, teach the lesson of like moderation. Like when you think about it, Luke and Leia, like the, the best version of either one of those is uh, the version that, that takes some of the best components of both and maybe turns them down from 12 to, to a five, you know, like let's get it back on the scale and tone it down a bit. So you're a little bit more rational. So like when they're working together is when they're at their best, like taking the Thor and Loki side of both. And then you get something that is really cool to see on screen as well as I kind of get that. Cause what you're saying about some of your parts. Yeah. What, what you're saying about Jonas brothers, what you're saying about, um, <laughs> what you're saying, <laughs> what you're saying about like diverging paths, but starting from the same Genesis is like, you can kind of see, what either of those paths is going to look like, which is fun to see in the story as opposed to, Oh, you're just following one starry arc. And this is the only way it could have gone. Like, no, you get to see if he had just taken that left turn instead of right turn, this is where that same character would have been. They grew up the same. They had the same childhood and look at how different they are. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would say like, um, if we're going to like dig deep and get real metal with it, like when, when we start first seeing the, some of these stories, um, Cain and Abel, I think is a really solid example of like, so those extremes are, are really, really extreme in that story to the point where like a disagreement leads to, uh, one of them killing the other. Um, when you look at Romulus and Remus, that happens again. And I feel like, um, as like the culture that these stories are being made in get more civilized and like that type of it, extremism isn't something that like is even considered part of like what's what's feasible for just a normal person in that culture you start to get more and more nuance in like what these sibling relationships are but it, at the end of the day it's still that dichotomy of two paths diverging and two two sides of the same coin um it's just the uh, the window of what it means to be on the extreme keeps on getting tighter and tighter Oh, Adrian, I'm going to, I kind of want to push back on that. So you brought up your examples of like Romulus and Ramus, Cain and Abel. One thing that I see that's similar in the examples of what you gave me is that you essentially have two people that are going down the same path. And when you're going down the same path, you're lead, that's leading to the same goal. It creates that inherent sense of competition to where you begin to resent the other one for doing better than you when you're going down that path. So the other one I want to use, too, is like uh, Jacob and Esau for sticking with the biblical references. Right. So at uh, Cain and Abel, um, obviously, like one was not doing as well as the other when it came to um, Romulus and Ramus. Uh, Romulus was the one that was essentially doing better when it came to the foundings of things, if I'm not mistaken, when it came to after the city itself was founded. And then with Jacob and Esau, 
Esau was the hunter. He was the one that got everyone's praise and it created that resentment to where Jacob ended up stealing his birthright. So I kind of want to say those examples are, it's not so much two diverging paths. It's both are going down the same path, but one is not able to go down that same path as well as the other. And it creates that sense of resentment, excuse me, that sense of resentment. I would say that that's two different stories though. It may be kind of the same, or it may be two completely different archetypes. Uh, And it might be what Adrian was talking about with the twin archetype versus the sibling archetype, because the twin archetype kind of follows what you're saying, where they're both on the same path. And then that, um, what is it? The, uh, closeness breeds contempt, like the, 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 the proximity in which they live their lives is what makes it hard for them to coexist versus the stories of two siblings that kind of, kind of take their own path. Uh, and you get a redemption arc out of that. There's a coming together that is a reconciliation as opposed to a guilt trip of having done something terrible to your twin and having them not around anymore, like realizing that they are gone and realizing what you've lost. Because at the time of the murder, you're like, okay, this is exactly what I need to do. But right afterwards, you're like, man, this is not what I needed to do. And the other story is more like, we hate each other. We know that we hate each other. We're not going to be the same. And then coming together in a way there, there's some kind of um, conflict that is resolved by realizing we kind of are the same. Yeah. Well, and I, I'll, I can uh, nerd out a bit here, but I'm, I'm pretty sure when it came to Cain and Abel, those, those were actually like two divergent paths. Like Cain was um, tilling the fields and I believe Abel was um, be, slaughtering. Be, yeah. Becoming a shepherd. Um, so like those, those already are, are just two different um uh, they're not competing anymore, right? Like it's, it's not. Yeah. they uh, had, yeah, And you're right. I'm, the Cain and Abel one, I'm going back to it. They had two different ideals. And the difference was that Abel was giving the best of what he had to offer. And then Cain was giving the leftovers and the, you're right. And the story yeah. behind that one yeah, is yeah. give the best to God first. Okay. You're right. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I'll take that one. Yeah. I'll take that point. But, but Romulus um, and Remus, you're, you're so right I, on point. Cause I, they were I trying to pause here quickly. Um, Adrian, you said if I could nerd out for a moment and then you launched into biblical knowledge. I mean, I just know like a, like a little too much about like anything biblical or classical because of the high school. <laughs> if we want to go the opposite direction of like biblical, there's a very current, very relevant set that we haven't discussed yet. Bill and Lil from Rugrats. I that's that's good. I like that. I was gonna go with <laughs> Cersei and Jamie. Ah, that's a good one. See, and and that's where I I get to I guess reiterate my point as like as we get to a, like a more and more I guess refined culture like these relationships are like so nuanced that it does like it doesn't even make sense like twins that bang each other does doesn't make sense to me maybe we've gone too far maybe we've gone too far (laughs) it kind of took place like hundreds and thousands or however many x amount of years ago like wasn't that fairly commonplace back in those days well, in, it's in, a fantasy universe. We yeah. don't live. We don't live in like modern day Westeros, dude. <laughs> so, and and Hondo, the way I guess I'm I'm dating things are, is more like when 
when were the stories created? Because I feel like the the time that a story is created is kind of telling in terms of it's a product of its era. Like they're they're t- teaching lessons that the people at the time need to know. Like when when we people were telling the story of Cain and Abel, and that was like the what people listened to for their entertainment. Um, they were being told that story because they needed to realize, hey, it's probably a bad idea to get pissed at uh, a family member and kill them. Like someone needed to actually teach that lesson instead of it just being like kind of obvious to us. I think it's, <laughs> it's pretty obvious. I uh, I don't know if I agree with that because I, I agree that stories written at the time that uh, they reflect the lesson that's trying to be taught at the time they're being written. But I mean, if you're trying to make that story fit a certain I guess we'll use the word archetype or a certain time, then you want to embody those concepts and those cultural aspects that make it fit that time. Right. So like it's uh, game of Thrones obviously takes place in the medieval time frame. You're not going to see cell phones in there back in those days. There was a lot more and I don't have the stats or the factual proof. Right. So this is kind of my understanding is like marrying your Yeah. Oh yeah. That's where all the correct information is. my, My bad. Um, but no, it was it was commonplace to marry your cousin, right? Or to, to keep your try to keep your bloodline uh quote unquote pure. So it kind of makes some president that did it. You're thinking of Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, no, I, I get the point. That stories are a reflection of a lesson that's trying to fit the time frame that it's being told in. That that makes perfect sense. And and the the archetype is just the framework of the lesson, and it's just overlaid with whatever skin. Did we lose him? I think we, I lost, think we lost him. I think there's not a. Oh, there he is. Okay, rewind it. Let's hear that exact same thing right after skin. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> foreskin. Can't. Can't think. Can't think. Back Hold on, I, I'll, I'll bail you out on this one, Joseph. Guys, I do want to talk about for a minute uh, how this relates to the movie Warcraft. <laughs> uh, no, I don't have anything. That was. Oh. A joke. God damn it! <laughs> you got I, me really interested. I actually have um, my own bit of Warcraft story not about that movie but about a movie that is my world of Warcraft which I didn't realize how much I enjoyed this damn movie until I saw it on HBO the other day Guardians of Gahul the Zack Snyder movie with owls that has a brother archetype in it where two brother owls end up being on two sides of it of great owl war so if y'all need some more uh, is this just like warrior with owls yeah, but it's Warrior with Owls directed by uh, Fresh Off 300, Zack Snyder. And it is <laughs> amazing. I think Helen Mirren is in it. And also um, the teacher from The King's Speech. Hmm. I never saw it. Visually, it's very beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a set Zack Snyder film. <laughs> Does anybody yell Martha? <laughs> is that how the, the owls finally make up? Like, is one of the, is the owl's names, their mother's name is Martha? I got nothing to say to that. 
<laughs> the, the, the name Martha may or may not be in that movie. I'm honestly not sure now. God, I hope so. All right. Well, let's uh, turn the page on this topic a little bit and start looking at what it looks like in real life, modern day history. <laughs> What's going on right now that kind of shows you that archetype play out uh, in real time on a stage that is not um, for our entertainment, but is entertaining. I'd say uh, a, a missed opportunity to really capitalize and like just live out that archetype as, as well as possible, as performatively as possible and reap the benefits. Uh, the, the Castro brothers, they, they kind of set off and did their own thing. And now you got one running for president, the other one, I mean, is he just like hanging out in San Antonio doing nothing? Like what's going on? I mean, is Julian really running for president? He's like slowly. Everyone's uh, running. Slowly. I think we're all running too. He's slowly, slowly crawling towards our early exit at uh, thinking about running for president. I have a press release coming out next week that I'm throwing my hat for uh, you. You're, you're going to be part of my exploratory committee, Andre, but I guess that can't happen now. Yeah, that is. Didn't they get in trouble for impersonating each other at a political event? <laughs> No like way, one of them went, yeah, one of them went to the other one's like press conference because he couldn't be there. And they were just like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Ridiculous. But of course someone found out because they're idiots. <laughs> <laughs> how, can, is, how can people so smart be, be so dumb sometimes? Yeah, didn't they both go like Harvard? Yep. Yeah, they have all the book smarts in the world, but no common sense. Or I guess these days and age, it's uncommon sense. Or <laughs> just... Or they're just as intelligent as the Morris twins. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, it's the uh, twin aspect that got them this far. <laughs> no, but I, so one thing I, I kind of want to look at is how, how true it is um, that there's a common genesis that can be so crazy manipulated to be polar opposite types of people that had the same kind of upbringing from the same kind of place. One thing I wanted to, to look at was, and I just think it's funny that um, I'm, I'm not sure where exactly Donald Trump was raised, but I'm pretty sure he was in a same, uh, the same borough as Bernie Sanders. Weren't they both from Brooklyn? Is this a, a Professor X Magneto uh, situation we have? <laughs> well, just kind of, it's, it's, it's wild to see uh, how much different are they in age? I feel like it's, it's less, than I, it, less than I assume. They're probably closer in age than, than I expect them to be. But just the, um, the kind of, I don't know, the kind of, uh, kind of impact environment has on your upbringing is that something that really like we we're talking about the orphan archetype just uh recently is is that part of the the twin aspect or the brother aspect or the sibling aspect um where you can be in the same environment and just have wildly different reactions to that environment that make you who you are yeah i, I think it's very possible there's a i remember reading there's like a there's a parable of that where a father has twin has twin sons and both of them see their father being an alcoholic. One twin grows up to be an alcoholic and you ask him why. And he says, well, because my dad was an alcoholic. The other twin never touches alcohol in his life. You ask him why. And he says, because my dad was an alcoholic. 
So I think it's one of those things where two separate people can have that same catalyst and spark them in two separate directions where you become two separate people because of the way that you like internalize something that happened or something that occurred. Right. I guess going deeper into it, it's like, why, if you're more, I guess I'm thinking mostly on uh, the twin aspect is if you are allegedly more or less the same person, what is it that makes you receive the same thing differently from the person that's theoretically closest to you? Right. Yeah. Like what makes one twin a murderer while the other twin is like just a normal person. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure I've heard episodes of on sort of scale, sword and scale podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Where like one, one twin just straight up murdered his whole family, uh, including his twin brother. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that, what that would look like in terms of if you take DNA or um, just a, a brain scan of someone and, and see that they're, pretty much identical because twins DNA is identical, right? Um, but what, what could kind of trigger that in someone's brain to just be so different or take something such, uh, to such an extreme level. When I, I think that kind of like to, I guess, reel it back in and bring it back to the archetypes. Um, I think the archetypes are there, I guess, to teach a lesson. And I, I think like if we're talking about like Romulus, Remus, Cain, and Abel, Loki, Thor, I think to a certain extent, like uh, everyone has a little bit of both of those sides uh, to them. And that's why it's so fun watching those stories because like there's so many um, times where maybe like you, you were, I, I'm going to use Loki and Thor, but maybe you were just like really... Um, hard-headed, um, ran into something that you were totally unprepared for and you didn't take, uh, the Loki route when you should have. Um, and, and you kind of respect kind of the, the way that Loki does things, but other times, um, maybe that you, you were too conniving or you, you thought too much of yourself and you ended up doing something, um, dumb because of that. And you're like, Oh, like if I was maybe more honest and open about things like a, a Thor would be, you, you, you get to see those those two sides kind of act in, in fiction, and you get to kind of internalize that and, and figure things out uh, and uh, to bring it back. Uh, the I think there's a an apocryphal is type story. I'm not sure how true it is about like the the Cherokee uh, talking to his son, the Cherokee chief or shaman talking to his son, and then you stole my example. I was going to use that. <sighs> my bad. With the two wolves, right? And then he's he's talking about yeah. the 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 fight going on um, with the two wolves, and then um, one represents uh, greed and anger and boastfulness and pride, and the other one's joy, happiness, uh, humility, and generosity. And when uh, and then they're fighting, and that fight is going on inside of him. Um, and then the the kid asks, like, which one wins? And it's it's the one you feed, right? Like, so I, I think you have those things, um, those feelings, those sentiments um, living in you all the time. Um, it's it's the ones that you pay attention to that um, end up becoming more powerful. And like to the conversation you guys were having, um, like if you constantly take the Thor route then you're going to end up being more like him. Um, if you constantly take the local route, maybe like at the end of the day, you'll end up being more like him. Uh, I, I think that that could be said for a lot of things. 
So is what you're describing basically what the uh, inspiration for Legend of Korra, Vatu, and uh, Rava was? The two spirits that are dueling with each other that keep the world at peace? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that that's actually like a, a, a really beautiful example of like uh, to have one without the other is um is dangerous like it and if you had a thor without loki i think he would eventually become the villain of that story so is josh the biggest villain because he has no brothers (laughs) 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 no i think okay so that that brings up a pretty uh pretty interesting topic of discussion so Let's say you don't have that sibling relationship with really any of your like siblings. Like you, you might be too far apart in age to actually have that kind of relationship with any of your siblings, but you develop that relationship with someone who becomes like your brother, a blood brother. Uh, like let's say just you and Andre, y'all growing up together and being as close as you are now is much more like that twin aspect where you're definitely more of a complete human being together <laughs> than either of you are. Uh, separately, like you're both, you both kind of suck as just like <laughs> people on your own. <laughs> but when y'all are hanging out and get together, you're definitely like way, way funnier, uh, just way, way more cool, <laughs> able to deal with a lot more things. Well, and I'll, I'll say this, I'll say this, and um, Andre can Wait, hold on. Can Those are the most backhanded compliments I've ever gotten. <laughs> so, thank you. Uh, I'll, I'll say this, and I'll let Andre follow up. But I, I do think that, like, if you were to like take a take a sample of like who we were, maybe like a right after college, or and or any time before that, I think we really were kind of like. Um, the reason we got along so well, because we were polar opposites on so many levels. Um, uh, but I feel like as we age, um, I see more and more of some of the like things that I would consider like, man, Andre was never like that. Um, and I was very much like that. Like, I feel like those edges um, that were a little maybe like too much um, on my end getting softer. And I feel like some of those things uh, that like I would never see Andre doing like Andre's doing all the time now. Like I, I feel like we're um, slowly like I mean maybe like when we're sixty we'll we'll be like uh, totally swappable. You know like <laughs> like our twins. Yeah, like our our personalities are um, becoming more integrated, and maybe some of the things that I never thought I, I could do and vice versa like uh, are happening. But maybe Andre sees otherwise. Um. I mean, I'd love to disagree, but we're twins. So <laughs> in my mind, yes, Adrian is trying to copy everything that I do, and that's why he's more like me. Uh, so I do see more of myself in him now because he wants to be like me, obviously. Uh, but no, I, that, I, I have noticed that as well. Like, you, you do pick up – I'm a big fan of, like, you aren't just a product of your environment. Some of your environment is a product of you, and I think it's a give and take. I think you learn – from the people and the situations in your life and that kind of adapts you into what you become. So I like, I don't think we're ever done learning and growing. I think that constantly happens. Um, and I think that's what we're seeing now is maybe we're just self-aware enough to notice that and realize that like, Oh, some of this is, you know, something like you said, something you used to do or vice versa. Yeah. And I think it's like, uh, you're taking, 
the best of the, the people that you surround yourself with and you, you start to kind of crib and, and you, you get to build mental models and kind of cheat, right? Like you, it's like, Oh shit. Like this, this is a, a business or professional situation where like, I'm probably better off acting like, uh, or asking myself, what would Andre do than just doing what, what I wouldn't typically want to do. Um, and more often than not, it tends to work out. And maybe, maybe yeah, it's, it's like a learn, it's a learning, it's a learning thing, right? Like, you, Joseph, Andre, myself, we all have specific characteristics that each of us would deem beneficial or useful. So when you get in those environments, you're like, oh, Joseph's real funny when he does this. I'm going to do that and I'll be funny. Andre's real sincere. You're really, you know what I mean? It's just one of those things where you remember key aspects and characteristics of other people. And then you adopt them when you think they're convenient. Yep, yep, yep. So I've got a question for the room and I'm stealing your thunder here, Joseph. But like, what's one thing you've all adopted? from that twin in your life see i don't know i i think that's one thing that i i guess i have trouble relating to because i don't feel like i have any common oh, twin thing got one going on with someone but i do are pick you, up are you ready let's hear it let's hear it it's wisey yeah, but the I think the fact that we have spent so much time apart has kind of lessened the effect of how much we play off of each other, which still happens. Well, like that, so that was the same thing with Adrian and I, because he went oh he went away to school. So like I had four or five years, and then he he was kind of in town, and then moved somewhere else. And so like we've always had that distance, or even like years apart. And now I guess just because of the slack and this and what we do, like we're starting to come more together. Yeah. Yeah. And he's yeah, back in town now, man. I can't wait to see what you guys get into. No, I'm definitely going to invite him over to a taping of one of the episodes because I think that would be really oh, yeah. fun. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, he's definitely been that to me for, uh, I guess, my definitely my high school years. But past that, there hasn't been really that interaction with him or with anyone where I'm playing off that person so much that they kind of pick up on my habits and I pick up on theirs. But the thing is, what y'all don't get to relate to is the fact that I grew up around y'all. I was way younger kind of seeing how y'all kind of just fit in together as a group and adopting all of those pieces kind of formed who I was by the time I was even looking for that uh, formative collaboration with someone else. So y'all, y'all were all my big brothers and I don't really know what it's like to be a, a, a big brother. Are you saying we, we ruined life for you? Yeah, yeah. Because now, now I have no friends. I just have your friends. <laughs> no, but so Hondo, what was that like for you? Because you and your brother are definitely closer in age than um, any of our siblings are to us. But you kind of had both aspects of the brother relationship where you definitely were a big brother to your younger brother, but he was still able to be kind of your twin. And that still kind of shows in your reactions or your relationship with him that I, that I can see. I mean, maybe I'm just. Yeah, no, um, you bring that. That's, you bring up an interesting example. Um, so for all three people listening to this, um, I have a younger brother. He is 17 months younger than me. So we pretty much grew up, side by side. Um, yeah, it was, 
it's kind of hard to explain, man, because on one side, you're taught that I was taught that I'm the older brother. It's your job to look out for him. It's your job to teach him, show him, be his protector when you're out there. But like, on the other hand, nothing was ever truly mine because anything I got, I immediately had to share with someone who was essentially right by my side at that point. So it, it was a man, it was a weird dynamic of trying to be like, for lack of a better term, being leader and companion at the same time. And I realized it started had to becoming kind of like a balancing act. There were certain times where you kind of had to play that, like, no, go find your own thing. But there was also the other aspect of like, no, hey, I'm going to go through this with you because we're going to experience this together. Um, but yeah, I think it, it's led to a pretty good relationship. We we definitely embody a lot of similar characteristics, that's for sure. Um, but I think not to the point to where people view us as exactly the same. So it's kind of, I guess, like in the middle of the spectrum. Did you ever feel yourself searching for that, I guess, uh, twin relationship, the way that, um, I, I don't know if Adrian and Andre searched for it, but they definitely kind of leaned on each other, um, I guess, more in terms of building their identities. Was that just something you didn't even need to look out for? You, did you know who you were? Like, if you hung out, if you hung out with Josh after hanging out with your brother. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, growing up, I think I had way more of the individual, it was where I had the individual person, uh, personality aspect, but I also wanted that companionship. Um, so a lot of times I found myself with the, Hey, I'm going to go this way. If you're going to come with me, you need to go at my pace or else I don't want you to do it with me. Does that make sense? And so that's kind of where it was that, that weird thing of like, Hey, I want a companion, but I also want a specific individual experience with that. So you want, I want you to come do it my way. Um, I, I don't know if that makes any sense, but it, it was, it was eh, a little not, different. Not really, but <laughs> <laughs> you do you. I'm trying to it's, I can't. It's no, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of get what you're saying. I, I don't know exactly what you're saying, but I kind of, I kind of see where you're taking it. Yeah, but it was just like I knew someone was always going to be by my side, so I needed to keep that under consideration. But at the same time, because someone was always with me, if I ever wanted to do something by myself, I needed to do it in a way to where I knew he wasn't going to be able to to do that. Like, I got you. I, yeah, yeah, you need you needed like the 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 ability to experience things as an individual. Yeah, and in order, I had to create that because I always knew that there would be somebody by my side with me. Yeah. So I, I guess that's what twins don't have, right? Is, uh, is really for a long time, that ability to just kind of be separate beings, um, yeah. separate individuals. That, well, that, think, that, yeah. Sorry. No, I'm just saying that might be like, I could see that being super frustrating. Yeah. Well, I think the difference in my, the difference for, at least with my unique perspective is that with twins, you are brought up with that understanding of, Hey, it's always going to be y'all two going side by side together. Y'all were born at the same time. Y'all did everything the same. Whereas younger and older brothers that have a significant time apart with each other, it's also explicitly understood like, Hey, y'all are two separate people. But when you're close in age like that, you don't really get the full understanding or the full definition of either or. So you kind of have to play in the middle of that spectrum. And it kind of gets frustrating because until you find your groove with it, you kind of find yourself going back and forth between the two and not really sure what works. Well, we've been talking about 
brothers this whole time, but let's speak for all women now. What do you think <laughs> it's like? What do you think it's like to have that sibling uh, relationship with a sister? Um, I know my girlfriend has a sister. Uh, Adrian, your your wife has a sister. Um, Andre, you have a sister. So what, what is the difference between, is there a big difference between those uh, gender identity relationships or brother-sister relationship versus same gender relationship? Or is there just not really uh, something unique that goes along with those? It just kind of defines the individual relationship. Now, I, I can only speak to the, the personal secondhand experience that I have, um, but, but I, I kind of feel like it, it's roughly the same in terms of the, uh, I, I don't know, like um, you kind of have a, a relationship where uh, with the age difference that exists um, with the, my wife and, and her sister, I, I definitely see there being kind of like the one was a trailblazer and the other um, had to decisions to make in terms of did you fo- do you follow that path or do you kind of buck the path and um, rebel and kind of do your own thing you know and uh, I, th- I think um, to a certain extent uh, that relationship is still what it is today um, that it was when they were kids um, and speaking on yours and my relationship Joseph I, I feel like to a certain extent that that's uh, the same thing, right? Like we're, we're still like a, one of us is doing something and do just by the, like the, the time difference, uh, how long I've been around on this world versus you. Like I, I do tend to do uh, certain things first, but that gives you the opportunity to, to either decide to, you, do you follow? Do you do something different? Like, you know, I, I think that's kind of all siblings have to, to do that. And like where, again, where those paths diverge is where like um, you, you make your, your, your mark on the world is like an individual person, unless you're a twin and do everything the same, like the Winkle losses. Yeah. I think some of it kind of comes from, um, I guess just informed identity versus built identity like a lot of things that i am or a lot of things that anyone is i think are just what was said about us when we were growing up about what we were like when we were babies so if someone gets into their head oh look he's really stubborn because he won't take the bottle then throughout your upbringing everyone's telling you about how stubborn you were when you were a baby and then you're just a stubborn individual because everyone is always telling you that you're stubborn and then it becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy and when you have siblings I think that's up to the nth degree because that sibling also informs your decision because they're with you more when you're kind of growing up than any adults would be but they hear the same things that all the adults are saying and kind of not pressure you into it, but make it easier for you to fall into that mold that's already built. So if you're the older brother versus the younger brother, or just the older sibling versus the younger sibling, there's going to be identities that are kind of built for you that you do have to make a decision as to whether or not you follow them. But 
pretty easy to just go with the flow and become what everyone has said that you were from the time that you were a baby. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it, it goes back to the description of this podcast, right? Like we, we kind of become the stories that we tell ourselves and those stories, uh, oftentimes we don't get to be the authors or the, the sole authors of that story, right? Like there's a, a ton of co-authors um, telling us who we are all the time. Man, that would have been an amazing place to just end it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess uh, now we have to actually map ourselves to this topic, though. I think it's going to be a dumb one, but it should still be fun. uh, Wait, 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 guys. I think I'm I think I'm the big brother. That's what I was was getting to. (laughs) I just got a decision to make. Yeah, I just got a decision. And I think Hondo does too. Let's take it uh, just one other step forward or further, farther, further, whatever. Hondo, how do you treat your relationship with your brother? Is it twin or is it brother? If you had to choose one. Man. Got him. Dude, I, I, I can't, man. It's there's it's on both sides i couldn't pick i, I really couldn't lame all right andre it's it's on you now no i, th- I think we need to ask andre like a a better question i think considering he comes from a family where he has two brothers um yeah is he a little brother is he a big brother no no i i, I want to know andre which jonas brother are you <laughs> I don't know anything about them, so I can't really answer that question. Just say the diabetic one, because that could be any of them. I really don't know which one it is. I'm the one I just know one of them is diabetic. Mar- I'm the one who marries the tall blonde. Uh, the good one. The good one. Is that the one with or without the promise ring? I don't know. Is that the one in Jumanji with the rock and Kevin Hart? That's the Wait, diabetic one. Jonas brother um, that? No idea. I Is think Zach Efron right. the lost Jonas brother? <laughs> <laughs> and those are our last words. <laughs> no, I think that's a good. That's a good. Uh, that's a good bookend to, to close on. Um, I think next episode we're just going to start talking about media that involves these, and uh, I guess we'll choose what that's going to look like and update the avid listeners on our all too famous Twitter account that definitely exists already. Right. Right guys. Marketing team, uh, <laughs> producer, <laughs> producer, Josh in the back. Do we have that <laughs> up? <laughs> all right, y'all. Well, this has been a flat circle from the guys podcast network. Remember be yourself just like everyone else. And we'll catch you next time.